Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call. The number is 1 888 Money Pit, 888 666 3974. We want to hear about your home improvement projects, the ones that have gone right, the ones that have not done so well, and everything in between because we are here to lend a hand. No, we can't come to your house and do the project for you, but short of that, we'll tell you what you need to get the job done so you can do it once, do it right, and you won't do it again. I laugh means... at that, Tom, because sometimes I want you to come to my house and help me with the project. No, you so just get even... the virtual time when something falls apart at your house. So even as team members, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Can you make it out to Long Island? You know what? You can get in line behind my wife. (laughs) Everybody's got projects for me, but I want to hear this hour about your projects. Help yourself, though, and pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, here's a project that you might be interested in. Uh, That is how to create a new look for your wood floor. We're going to have tips on how you can create an inlaid wood floor pattern with just a few tools, a little time and effort, and no saws. How about that? I like that idea. And also ahead this hour, you know, a new trend is showing that older Americans are foregoing nursing home life for granny pods. I love this. I hope this is a real term that catches on. And granny pods are prefab homes that you can put up on your property so that granny is close by and still independent and maybe a free babysitter. I'm not sure. I'm just offering that out there. (laughs) Mom, you listening? We're going to tell you more about these high-tech homes for the elderly. Not you, Mom. In just a little bit. (laughs) Plus, this time of year, we get a lot of calls about cleaning the outside of the house and, you know, calls about how to get rid of everything from mildew to algae to mold. We're going to tell you about a cleaning product we found. It's actually been around for 30 years, but nobody knows about it. We're going to solve that problem and tell you how you can apply this. And guess what? Once you do, mold will never grow again on those surfaces. That's all coming up in a bit. All right, and one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a digital peephole from Bruno worth 100 bucks. It's like having a surveillance camera just outside your door. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Dave in Oregon's having an issue with the counter-sink combo. What can we do for you? Uh, I've got a, uh, uh, a bathroom sink that's a combination. The sink is built into the top, the countertop, okay. sort of a composite. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not a. It's not real granite or anything. It's just got a surface amount and then composite underneath. Yeah, it's probably soapstone. Okay, and the bottom of that sink now is really rough. It's turned yellow and it's all scratched up. Yeah, the finishes don't last, uh, you know, indefinitely on that. And that's sort of the normal wear cycle for that kind of product. Uh, I don't think that it's worthwhile for you to try to fix it. I would just replace that top. It shouldn't be terribly expensive. For just just refinishing it, I was getting a large amount of money. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like you don't want to throw good money um, into a, a product that you know wasn't really designed to last indefinitely. But those tops that are molded like that, they're standard sizes. You can disconnect the faucet, take the whole faucet and drain assembly apart. Then you can loosen up the top. Typically, it's only caulked in place. You have to kind of take a careful look at it and see how it, how it looks. But try to get that top off, drop the new one in, then hook back up the drain and the faucet. With any luck, you can use exactly the same plumbing connection 
And then when you set the top in, you look at the alignment. Sometimes uh, when you look at the inside corner where it strikes the wall, there could be some spackle that's built up right there, and it, it creates a bit of a gap. If that's the case, don't cut the top. Cut the wall. I've done a lot of sort of wall surgery procedures where I very carefully cut around, say, the backsplash and the countertop, and then sort of just press that countertop into the wall nice and tight, and then caulk the seam so we didn't have to cut the tops. I think part of the problem is, is that this was a custom job, so it's not it's not a regular top. Are you sure about that? Because even if it's a custom, I'm I'm telling you, people don't mold these for individual like bathrooms. Site. It's just oh, okay, not because it's not... offset. One side's got a, some sink space, the other side is up against the cabinet. Right. And so only I about bet four inches between the cabinet and the listen. And the sink then. I bet if you did a uh, an internet search or checked with a good uh, kitchen and bath supplier that you would be able to find that as a product that you can order. Oh, okay. I was thinking if I do that, though, I may want to just go to a regular ceramic sink rather than trying to get a uh, one of those again. Well, you know the four most expensive words in home improvement, don't you? While you're at it. <laughs> home improvement projects have a viral-like quality to them. You start small, but it just keeps growing. Dave, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, Annie in South Dakota's got a noisy house. Tell us what's going on there. Um, my house is around 13 years old, and our um, master bathroom shares a wall with another bedroom in the house. And um, a lot of noise can be heard through the wall, if you get what I mean. I do. I was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> is there some way of insulating that wall without being too destructive? Mm. Well, insulation would only help to some extent. You could do blown-in insulation. Probably a better thing to do is to put a second layer of drywall on it with an insulating glue in between called green glue. Green it's, glue? Mm -hmm. It's made to deaden noise. Specifically designed for this particular purpose. Okay. Okay, because what it does is, it, is, as Leslie said, it makes a deadening, sort of a deadened space where the vibration can be absorbed between the layers of drywall. You don't have to use full half-inch drywall. You can use three-eighths. But that will make a big difference, especially if you do it on both sides of the wall. You'll find that the walls are a lot quieter. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, decorating, design, engineering, plumbing, whatever is going on in your home. We're here to lend you a hand with those projects 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just give us a ring at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next are your wood floors just crying out for a fun new look. We're going to teach you how you can create an inlaid wood look border that's easy to do and can really add some pizzazz to those floors. And that's all coming up next. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-on Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to hear what you are working on. So pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the peephole viewer from Brino. Now, this is an LCD screen that's super easy to install right on your regular peephole. And you don't have to worry about low light or not being able to reach the height of your peephole or not even having your glasses handy. It's got built-in zoom capability, which is going to allow you to see who's at your door in an instant. It's worth 100 bucks, and it's available at Amazon.com or Fry's or even TigerDirect.com. But give us a call right now for your chance to win at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Well, now it's time for this week's Fresh Idea segment, which is presented by Tree Wax. And today we're going to talk about an idea on how you can liven up those older hardwood floors that you may have in your house. And all you need to create a beautiful inlaid wood border look is stain, a brush, painter's tape, and a stencil. Now, the first step is to make sure that your work surface is clear and free of any dust or debris because, you know, you can't do any staining when you've got sort of junk on the ground to begin with. So let's get rid of that. And a good product, of course, to use that would be the Tree Wax All-Natural Hardwood Floor Cleaner. It's a product that's non-toxic. It's biodegradable. You can use it on the hardwood, engineered wood, and even laminate. And it's also great for cabinets and furniture. And once you've got the surface clean, you can decide on your design. Now, a very popular inlaid look is a border that parallels the perimeter of the room and it's just a few inches away from the wall. Older craftsman style homes look great like this with an inlaid design on the floor, but you can also create a very custom look in a newer home as well. Mm -hmm. You also don't want to forget to pay special attention to the corners and even other nooks and crannies that you might have in that room on the floor because that's a great place to add an art deco or even a Greek key design detail. And the great thing about faux finishing is that you can mimic pretty much any exotic wood species or even marble or stone. Now, once you've determined your design, you want to tape it off or if you're using a stencil, you can even use some of that stencil adhesive which helps you hold it in place, but you want to make sure that you wipe it down in between each one when you replace your stencil. So once you've got it all mapped out, you can use glazes or paints, and you want to find ones that are designed specifically for faux wood finishing, and they're available at any craft or even a hardware store. And once you're done, just add a coat of polyurethane, and that's going to seal in your hard work. And that's your Tree Wax Fresh Idea for this week. You can learn more about Tree Wax all-natural wood and floor cleaners at treewax.com. 888-666-3974. You have a flooring project in mind. Maybe it's a kitchen redo. Whatever's on your to-do list, why don't you give us a call and we will do it together. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Glenn in Illinois is dealing with a leaky water heater. It's leaking into the furnace? What's going on? Well, no, it's actually, it's it's leaning. It's oh, leaning. Really okay. me out. It's, the, the water heater is, is leaning. Huh. Uh, and the the furnace is next to it, and there's right. like the, the together they're the leading tower pieces <laughs> oh, toward, towards each other. Who have apparently whoever <laughs> did the furnace or the water heater, uh, they cut the floor joists. Oh no! In the crawl, in, in the crawl space. So. Oh man, uh, what a mess! So you've got a water you got a water heater problem. You've got a structural problem. Yes. And and the furnace problem. <laughs> and so the reason it's leaning is because the floor joist is cut underneath it. Exactly. And All right. I've gotten under there and. Putting a couple of um, um, what do they call those things that, that screw up underneath and kind of support oh like it. some like some like jacks a jack. yeah a jack exactly mm. I put All a right. couple of those under there but it seems to be making it worse yeah well listen if you have a cut floor joist you have to sister it you have to put a new one next to it and sometimes that's a little bit tricky but that's the only way to properly reinforce it in terms of you the have sag to jack it. 
above. Not necessarily jacket. You have to put it side by side. What I was going to tell you is that once a floor sags, it's really hard to get it back in place. Sometimes you can pick it up a little bit, and then you attach this new floor joist across the cut one, and then that ends up carrying the load, so to speak, and you would glue it and screw it or nail it together or even bolt it. It's called a sister joist. Think of it as a splint over the broken one. Oh, do you have to take the, and that's, the weight off of it in order to do that? No. No, no, you leave everything that's there. You just You just sort of work this one up next to it. Sometimes you might have pipes or wires in the way that have to be adjusted or temporarily removed to get it in there. But in a perfect situation, situation you're going to want to go from the foundation wall all the way to the girder if it's that kind of a floor joist so that you cover it as, with as long a piece as possible. So I would also caution you that if you try to straighten out the water heater, it may go from a leaning water heater to a leaking <laughs> water heater because you'll be putting stress on the pipes. So you might just want to kind of lean every, leave everything where it is, but reinforce that joist so it doesn't cause any further damage. Maureen in New York needs some help refinishing a bathtub. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, my question is we're going to replace the bathtub we have, and we found an old clawfoot tub that was taken out of a house. It's in pretty nice shape, but it does need some kind of help. It's rusted and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's uh, too much work to refinish that or how you go about refinishing that, or is it better to buy the new plastic tubs that they have kind of? The newer ones are really light. Well, I mm-hmm. love those old uh, those old cast iron tubs. That's like I mean, fantasy they're... bath time to yeah, me. Really, That's all I dream about. <laughs> That's the last time they made a bathtub big enough for me to fit in. <laughs> And, like, you could soak up to your shoulders exactly. and be completely relaxed. Yeah, I know. It's I like a pool. W- I would never... I mean, if I could in my own life and the bathroom could support it and I was ready for it, I would absolutely have a vintage clawfoot tub or a reproduction thereof that is also cast iron. Um, since you've got one that needs some work, you're better off probably giving it to a pro and having them completely reglaze it. It'll last a long time, almost as long as if you bought a new one. It'll be durable. It will hold the temperature on your water fantastic. You will have a hot bath from the moment you get in to the moment you get out. Oh, that's great. Do you have any idea what that runs or what it would cost to have somebody refinish it? Uh, I would guess it would probably be in sort of the two to $500 range. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And, but it's and worth I, it. And I, it's definitely going to be worth it because they've got the tools and the equipment to do this so that it really stays on. There's a lot of sort of do-it-yourself glazing kits out there. Yeah. But they're sort of glorified paint, and they just don't okay. stick around. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If you did yeah. that, would it even hold up? No, I, I, I wouldn't not. do it myself. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right. Jeff in Texas is working on a kitchen remodel. How can we help you? I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of gutting my kitchen, basically. All right. I, I'm taking up the floors, and we're replacing the countertops. And I don't know where to start first, where to begin first in, in replacing. I bought the tile. We bought the countertops. Which, where should I start as far well, as putting installing? I think you should work from the bottom up. I would do the floors first. And um, you have to decide. You have a dishwasher here, Jeff? I do. You're going to have to decide whether you want to tile in under the dishwasher space because you can't tile up to it. You won't be able to get the dishwasher in. Well, you may get it in, but you won't get it out because you put it in before the top Yeah, once goes you on. get the counter on. So keep that in mind to make sure you have enough height for the dishwasher, tile right in under it, and add the countertop as a final step. Okay. Great. And that would be the right order. Just watch the dishwasher issue. That's where people get themselves in trouble. <laughs> it's old for Mike, and I'm putting in new uh, faux granite. It looks That great. sounds nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that sounds great. But I bet you're eating a lot of, you're eating a lot of pizza right now while you've got the kitchen torn out. 
Yes, sir. A lot of microwave food. <laughs> well, you can All use right. a microwave in any room in the house. That's right. We have it in the dining room. <laughs> Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. All right. Now we've got Dot in Wisconsin who's dealing with a wet basement. Tell us about it. We get water in our basement, and um, I, I've had many different ideas as what to do about it. But uh, I'm just wondering what options you might have for me. Well, Dot, tell us, when does your basement get wet? Is it after heavy rain or a snow melt? Um, just, yes, that, that is the time, yes. Okay. So the reason it's getting wet is because you have bad drainage on the outside of your house. You need to look at your gutters, make sure that they are clean and free-flowing. You need to extend your downspouts away from the corners of your house. And you need to look at the grading around the house. You want the soil to slope away four to six inches. And those three things will stop your basement from leaking. Because what happens is water is collecting at the outside foundation. It's sort of laying against that wall, going through the foundation wall. Could he actually even come up into the floor of the basement? Almost like a geyser, I've seen this happen. All because the water is collecting at that foundation perimeter. And so if you dry out and dry out the outside, that'll stop it. Okay, um, I have to let you know we do have a cement driveway, and then we have a, a, a you know an attached garage. And I believe that the cement that was put down was kind of sloped the wrong way. And I'm thinking we might have to get that all taken up. Well, that's, that's indeed possible if you have a driveway that's running into the house. But you don't have to tear it all out. You can put in a, a curtain drain at the low point, try to collect the water, and then run it around the house or someplace downhill and then drain it out there. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Gloria in Illinois, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I had a new kitchen sink put in, and it was not level. So they told me to shim it, which I did. But it now needs to be resealed because it's not level. So can you tell me what I seal it with? Yeah, are we talking about the edge where it overlaps the countertop, Gloria? Right. Okay, well, the best thing to use for that purpose is a kitchen and bath caulk. And the reason the product should say kitchen and bath caulk is because it's treated with a mildicide. Of course, being a very damp area, if it's not treated with a mildicide, you're going to have some problems with mold growth. DAP makes a product that's a kitchen and bath caulk with an additive called Microban, and it's very effective at not growing molds. Microban? Microban. And the manufacturer is DAP, D-A-P. So look at the DAP kitchen and bath caulk, and I think that you'll find that that's probably uh, the best way to to, uh, seal that. Very inexpensive, by the way. We're only talking about a couple of dollars for the caulk, and you definitely can do it yourself. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next is keeping an eye on your elderly relatives becoming a challenge. Well, you can watch them now from the comfort of your own home if they move into your backyard. No, we're not talking about setting up a tent. We've got tips on how a new kind of building called a granny pod is changing the way that families live. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. Want hardwood floors but are on a budget? The affordable and feature-filled Skill Flooring Saw is just what you need for your installation project. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you're probably spending a lot more time outdoors right now. And as soon as that weather warms up even more and the sun is out longer, you're going to start to see things grow and multiply and not always in the best possible way. We're talking about (laughs) mold, mildew, moss, and algae, all of that nasty-looking green stuff. We get a lot of calls to the program about how to clean it, and there is a solution. That's right. And you know what? When we talk about cleaning up mold and mildew, we've always recommended using a pressure washer. And we usually talk about using some sort of bleach to help you get rid of it. But we now know about a great product that uses neither. So here to tell us about Wet and Forget is the president of the company, Brett Perry. Welcome, Brett. Thanks for having me, Leslie. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, Brett, why is it that uh, moss and mildew and algae always take hold on all of our outside surfaces, just so we understand the enemy that we're fighting? Well, the the spores for those types of growth are, are out there in the environment all the time, and they're floating around, and they're looking for a place to land with a with a nice food source for them, and then and a nice moist environment, and they start to uh, they, when they find the the right place, they land and they start to multiply and. Uh, you know, for a while you can't even see them, but uh, very soon uh, it's an ugly eyesore on your deck or your siding or uh, roof or just about anywhere else. <laughs> Pretty and much you know, all there's of a, your house. This is a massive business in some of the southern states where there's folks that this is their entire career is uh, pressure washing the mold and the mildew and the moss off sidewalks and surfaces. Well, certainly southern states, you uh, you do get a problem all year round, but it's a, it's also a massive problem in the northeast and the northwest. Mm-hmm. Now, how does the wet and forget product actually work to clean it? Well, wet and forget's a funny name, but it uh, really just describes what the product, how you use the product. Um, basically, what you do with wet and forget is you uh, uh, dilute it five to one with water. And then you just apply it to the surface with a uh, with a pump up garden sprayer. Okay. Um, and essentially, what it does is it's sterilizing the surface when we apply it. Ah. Okay. And um, then we just leave it. We don't scrub it. We don't rinse it. Real, and it just magically makes everything disappear. It magically makes everything disappear. Now, it's a very, very gentle process. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, The secret to uh, wet and forget is it has a pH of 8, which is very close to neutral, which means we can apply it to any outside surface from siding to roofing to decks of all types um, and even to things like canvas awnings. Mm -hmm. Once we apply it, um, uh, it sits on the surface. Because we're not having to rinse it away immediately, it keeps on working and goes to work on those growths and slowly breaks them down. And then the weather, the wind, sun, and rain, breaks them down further and just slowly removes them from the surface in a very gentle process. So if it rains the next day, you don't have to reapply? Absolutely not. In fact, if it rains the next day, that's even better. You just don't want it to rain for about five or six hours after you've applied it. So it dries and, and, and really gets a chance to soak in. That's now, right. what about the surrounding uh, landscape? Do we have to be concerned about the bushes and the trees and the shrubs and the, and the flowers? Well, I, um, I always say it, you know, it, it just takes a little common sense. Um, we, we want to avoid dousing your plants in the product because um, it can spot up the leaves on your landscaping. And certainly things like soft tissue, like flowers, um, will tend to crinkle up. Right. It's not going to leach into the soil and kill your plants like bleach-based products mm-hmm. will. Um, but a little common sense, you know, if, you, if, you, if you doused your plants with enough of it, that would certainly uh, not do so good. But... Uh, 
if you're concerned about the overspray when you apply it, best thing to do is just rinse them down with water beforehand and afterwards or uh, cover them up. Mm-hmm. Now, but we know that, you know, regardless of what you do over time, it's a problem that comes back and needs to be retreated. Does wet and forget sort of extend that time period between cleaning the, you know, the siding or wherever you tend to get the mold and mildew growth? Well, the great thing about the product is it really does the job properly. So it really kills it right down to the microbial level um, and removes it from the surface. So you get a a fairly good length of time before you may have to reapply it. Nothing's going to stop these things from, from coming back completely because, as I mentioned earlier, these things are floating around in the air and they're looking for a place to land. Um, the problem that most people have is they're not doing the job properly initially, and so it's just coming back the, the, from what's already there. So because we're cleaning the pro- surface properly, we get a good uh, length of time out of the product. Every situation is different, though. Yeah, it depends on the microenvironment, how much moisture there is, how much sunlight they get in that particular area, um, the type of growth, or it's more of a green algae or a black mold, things mm-hmm. like that. Generally speaking, we say you should get about a year out of our product before you reapply it. Well, that's terrific. Now, Randy, what about uh, roofs? We get a lot of calls from folks that have algae that's growing on their roofs. Okay to apply this to the roof shingle? Absolutely. Uh, Again, your roof shingles, you've got to be careful with them because they're they're delicate. They're they're covered with a lot of little particles. By using wet and forget, you're not going to damage it in any way. You're not going to remove any of those Mm -hmm. uh, particles from your shingles. In fact, we just had a uh, a message sent over the internet from one of our customers who uh, applied the uh, wet and forget to their roof shingles last uh, August, I believe. And he was just uh, writing in to say what a fantastic product it was. He just the snow had just melted, and he couldn't believe how clean his roof was. Well, that's a great <laughs> testimonial, great. Brett Perry, the president of Wet and Forget. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and filling us in on this great new product. If you'd like to uh, follow up, get some more information, check out wetandforget.com. That is the website for the product and for its president, Brett Perry. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. All right, and still ahead, a high-tech home idea that's going to keep your granny independent and nearby at the same time. We're going to tell you all about the Med Cottage after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 money pit Not only will we help illuminate you with the ideas and the inspiration and the tips and the answers and the solutions to your home improvement projects, we're going to illuminate you in a different way because we're going to give away this hour the peephole viewer from Brino. This is pretty cool. It's an LCD screen that's easy to install right on your regular peephole. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about low light or not being able to reach the height of the peephole or not having your glasses handy because <laughs> there's a built-in zoom capability so you can zoom right in on the face of that person on the other side to see if you know them before you unlock that door. It's available at Amazon.com, at Fry's, and also at TigerDirect.com. But this is a $100 prize that's going to go out to one caller that has the the courage to pick up the phone and call us with their home improvement question. It's easy. All you got to do is dial one eight 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 Money Pit. If we draw your name out of the Money Pit hard hat at the end of the program, we will send that uh, peephole viewer from Breno to your door. 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's really a great prize because, well, and a great product, because when you think about what happens to older citizens across this country, they're targeted a lot by people who knock on the door and they're dressed up in like a water company uniform or something where you feel like, oh, they're official, so I should trust them and let them into my house because they say there's an issue. And then people of a certain age are taken advantage of. So that's really a great and useful prize for a generation of Americans that really need some help. And when it comes to elderly relatives, we all know that it's just a tough decision to really think about where they're going to live. Can they take care of themselves? Should I put them in a nurse? facility. It's just something that most of us would prefer not to do. And our older loved ones would almost always rather stay in their own home than be somewhere that they're just not comfortable. So as 78 million baby boomers are preparing for their senior years, it's something that many of you will be struggling with at some point. Well, we found one idea that might provide a great solution. It's called the Med Cottage, and it was created by Reverend Kenneth Dupin. And it's a portable modular medical home that encourages family managed care as an alternate to a nursing home. The Med Cottage is a 12 by 24 foot structure and it gets leased or you can purchase it and then it's parked on your property, you know, kind of like an RV and it connects to your home's electrical and water supply so it gets powered up right away just like that. Now the Med Cottage is also loaded with technology for the health, the comfort and the safety of its occupants. There are sensors, for example, that can alert caregivers if grandma has fallen and she can't get up for some reason or there's a computer that can even remind the occupants to take their medications. Now, the Med Cottage is already authorized for use in Virginia, and it's designed to comply with local zoning laws across the nation. So don't be surprised if you see one of these granny pods in your neighborhood very soon. If you want more information about this new technology, you could read my blog at moneypit.com. Well, it's spring swarm season everywhere in this country, and Pat in Hawaii is dealing with termites. What can we do for you? Well, I have a uh, condo that I take care of. It It isn't one that I live in. Okay. But anyhow, we've got um, termites in the kitchen cabinets. Oh, boy. I have talked with um, our, our um, pest control people here on the island, mm-hmm. and they say there's very, very little we can do about it other than taking the cabinets out and having them uh, put in a house that's being exterminated. And, you know, just to sit in there while they're um, tenting it. And uh, that's, you know, a very costly process. We did buy some uh, stuff called Terminate. And we took all the drawers out and every wood surface, because some of it is covered with plastic. We um, rubbed this. It's like a foam. We put on rubber gloves and rubbed it all over the wood. And it just dried. It didn't have a smell. But we were just wondering if there's anything at all that we can do. Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to uh, get the termite identified. If it's a subterranean termite, this is an easy problem to fix. Because if it's subterranean, then basically what you're going to do is, and this has to be done by a pro, but you would treat the soil around the outside foundation perimeter because the termites are going to have a connection probably through the wall. And if they're infesting the cabinets, you can also bet that they're inside the wall doing damage there as well. These condos are up off the ground. They're above carports. 
Mm-hmm. So, it, no, it isn't that kind of a termite. We were told that they probably came with the cabinets from the local supplier. Then there may be a, a dry wood termite, and he's right. The, the Typically, when you have that kind of an infestation, that you tent the home and you fumigate it, and that's how you get rid of those infestations. So any type of treatment you do to this may be somewhat effective, but it wouldn't be as effective as doing it correctly. It's not uncommon in your part of the country to have to do this from time to time. All right, now we've got Chris on the line who needs some help cleaning a laminate floor. Tell us what's going on there. I have a laminate floor throughout most of my house, and I've heard yay and nay on whether or not you can use a steam mop. And Hmm. the other half of the question, I'm going to redo a kitchen, and I've heard that there's a new kind of laminate out that you can use with a possible water application. I don't know if it's got gaskets on the on the connectors or if you put glue in there or, mm. or what. I'd like some information on that. Well, laminate floors are good for damp locations. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily put it in the shower, but it's good for a damp location. <laughs> and the better floors with the longer warranties are the most appropriate choices. I know, for example, with Armstrong floor, when it comes to installing it in a, in a, in a damp location, they recommend that you glue the boards together. Even though they are clicked together boards, they, rec- they recommend that you glue them. Just giving it that extra grip. Right, together. So I don't see any okay, issues. Well, in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't see any. Well, I don't see any issues with that. As far as a steam mop, yeah, I think uh, I think a steam mop is fine. Uh, but just, you know, don't try to limit the water and the heat. As long as you keep moving, I think it'll do a great job in the laminates. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Chris. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Coming up next, in your kitchen, venting your cooking area is probably the most important step that you can take to cut down on cooking odors and moisture problems going all around your house. We're going to help you do just that after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we love to hear what you guys are working on over at Team Money Pit. And, you know, we get a lot of questions from our listeners who want us to repeat the answers, maybe the tips, the advice, or even the product recommendations. And there's really an easy way for you to get your answers. All you need to do is search our show archives at moneypit.com. And while you're there, everything is available for your reference. And best of all is that it's totally free. Just head on over to MoneyPit.com today for all of the answers. And while you're at MoneyPit.com, why not post a question in our community section, just like Susie did in Lexington, Kentucky. This is a long one, so let's break it up. She says, I'm installing an electric range in the island in my kitchen. What is the functional difference between a slide-in and a drop-in range? Well, how about this? One slides in and one drops in. Oh, (laughs) I mean, the drop-in drops in from the top. The slide-in slides in through the side of the countertop. Uh, those types of ranges can be in, in islands or they could be in, in the main, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wall of a kitchen. I on think the it's an aesthetic wall. choice, right? It's really aesthetic. Uh, I think that the drop-in probably is the, is the more contemporary choice. But I think this is Susie's real question. She wants to know what is the best way to vent the range if I have a second story above? Uh, a vent in the island, venting through the floor? Well, yeah, if it's a, dro- if it's a drop-in range, it's also going to be a downdraft. Mm-hmm. So in other words... 
the uh, gases that come off the cooking are going to be pulled down uh, and then into that cabinet, then down to the floor, and then you actually vent through the floorboards and then out to the exterior wall. That's the easy way to do that. And in fact, some of these uh, drop-in ranges are pretty cool because they have an actual sort of vent hood that rises out oh, of the they're surface. Amazing. Yeah, it's sort really of hidden cool. along that back edge. They pop up, you know, a couple of inches and really just get all of those odors and moisture right off of the cooking surface and go right back down and, you know, vent it outside. And you don't have and, to take up all the visual space with a big vent hood, you know, on top of the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you a great opportunity to put in some fantastic light fixtures and really make the island a focal point of your new kitchen. Well, as you start to tackle your spring project list, don't forget safety. Eye injuries send more than a million people to the ER every year, and many of them could have been prevented with the right safety gear. Leslie has the last word on how to protect your eyes in this edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, as you begin work on your spring to-do list, please remember to keep yourself safe. 90% of the eye injuries that people suffer at home are totally preventable. People using lawnmowers alone account for more than 4,000 serious eye injuries a year, and household cleaners account for another 125,000. And construction workers are more likely to sustain an eye injury than any other worker in this country. So if you're working with wood, metal, cement, wire, or just about any other home improvement material, please make sure that you wear safety goggles or safety glasses and, you know, get the ones with the side shields. They're kind of dorky, but they really do help to keep everything out of your eyes. You also want to remember to keep your kids away from your work areas. If you take just a few simple steps, you could save your eyesight or seriously a bad scratched cornea, which is no fun because I took on a home improvement project once with while you were out, forgot my safety goggles for an instant, wind came, Dust went in my eye, scratched my cornea. It was the worst, worst thing. And then, of course, everybody on set with their dirty hands was like, let me touch your eye. So if you get something in your eye, don't touch it. Do a rinse. Take care of yourself and wear your safety goggles to avoid that completely. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming up next week on the program. If you've been striving to create a lush green lawn around your home but feel like you're constantly losing the battle to those bald spots and the weeds, you might be tempted to throw in the towel and start from scratch. If that's you, the question is this. Should you reseed your lawn or use a sod? We will tell you exactly what to do on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.